do you ever like start one of those like meditations or like one of those like gratitude and like reflecting and being like things aren't that bad and then like you just trail off and start thinking about just like all the bad things all yeah. this like bullshit yeah and because so, i don't believe in any of that stuff you know yeah that. i don't believe like when it's like th think about the perspective like this this this. yeah sure there's some things that you put into perspective mm -hmm. but if you're feeling shitty like you're just feeling shitty like i'm not yeah. going to feel better like right. i can take advice i can do this but like you know that must be how army hammer's feeling I, what i was thinking about this army hammer right now okay so yeah. like this shit is so crazy <laughs> and so so those of you who don't know if you're listening just do a quick google search on army hammer you're gonna see a lot but basically or go to anthony's uh, instagram story yes but <laughs> here's the whole thing i will admit at first when i heard it i was like it's kind of sexy like brandy glanville put out a tweet today that was like really bad knowing what happened now right. like about like the sexual assault and like kind of all the stuff behind this and really at, at the beginning it should it, i was more coming from the perspective of like kink shaming you know what i mean yes. like i was like geez if this is his kink and like somebody's consenting it's usually that it's their kink too so right. like they're both like yeah well that's like, how I they mean, get involved with one another like you know totally, what I mean? there's totally. like a mutual kink <laughs> yeah i mean i've been on like like back in like 2016, like before I exclusively topped, like I would do like grinder hookups where I'd be like, yeah, I want to be like, you know, I want you to like call me homophobic slurs. Like I like used to like, right. <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's, but like, obviously for a kink, like not right. For, yeah. It was like mutual that it'd be like safe or Andrew, why the fuck are you rolling your eyes? You, He's not. you don't know about this kind of stuff. I understand what you're talking about. Okay, well, here's I, my, I... here's my like one off kink is like, BDM what? Andrew I was, is just BDM. BDM yeah. was always like BDM music BDSM. BDS. <laughs> See, it's not like a real thing in my life. But I was always so interested in like the psychology behind it, not like necessarily like the acts, yeah. more, like the psychology, like the dom versus like the sub. The, uh, sub, uh, yeah. Andrew, and, what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Um, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> So um, I was going to say, I don't know. No, it's okay. I was going to say that um, I don't know if like, like playing into like homophobic slurs when you're both like gay people engaging yeah. in gay sex is the same yeah. thing as cannibalism. Well, uh, I kind of like that. Wait I mean, a minute. I, I, <laughs> wait, Anthony, you like the cannibalism. You're, I, that's what I was you say, did say earlier that you thought it was hot. Yeah, when I first read those text messages, I was like, oh my God, if I was receiving these, I'd be like, oh, yes. Like if it was a game, you know, like, but now right. what we're finding out is that there was definitely a it, in non-equal power struggle going yes. on with a lot of this. And it's like, you know, <laughs> not good at all. And <laughs> But I understand what Brandy was saying today at first because I knew that she just didn't know the entire story. And so I was like, oh, Brandy, maybe if this was like three weeks ago, that'd be a funny tweet. But right, it's like it's not funny anymore. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I think cannibalism is like. <laughs> if it's consensual. Like sex is like a very like animalistic thing, like in general. Yes. So like I understand like the organics of like it being like that like organic like that's like an animal organics thing. of it being that organic that's true like same thing with like yeah because foot if fetish. you, break it Do you guys down. know about foot fetishes and like why that's a thing 
Why? Because it's like dominance. Like you want the person to step on your face. Oh, no, no. Okay. So there's uh, like psychology. <laughs> there's just psychology behind it where it's like, so like, um, like apes and like monkeys and a lot of animals, they love like picking like things out of their like their family See? and their loved ones like back. Like they like ex- they like extracting like the fungi because it's unnatural. That's like a thing. What? So, From each like, other? Yeah, to each other. They like you know how like people are obsessed with like popping pimples and like popping some. Oh else's yeah, pimple? yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's you're the like same popping thing. Your... Like you want to extract like the infection. Like it's something like biologically like within us. So with a foot oh, fetish, God. people like innately associate like feet with like fungus. So it's like they're so attracted to like extracting like what's gross about yes, feet yes. out. It's like the same psychology. Well, totally. It's like the same thing as like you're so hot, like fart in my mouth. Yeah, it's so organically organic. And what? what? I just I feel like I feel like Morgan is saying these things that are grounded in like reality and they make sense. But then you're like, oh yes, like farting in mouths. And it's like, <laughs> no, no one's actually talking about that. That's no, not it what we is. It's along it the same lines about, of like yes, nature it because it grows into that. Like we we have evolved. And so like things now it's like, yeah, the foot fetish could have been the basis. But then like what happens is it's like about being gross. Like you want somebody to pee on you or something like, yeah, it's all well, I about, feel like the like, peeing is like a gross. dominance thing. Yeah, which is probably what the foot thing is in like a weird psychological way. Maybe maybe they come together. Yeah. But yeah, they're not like, picking like people aren't picking out fungus out of the feet. Is that was that what you're saying, Morgan? Yes, it's yeah, like it's yeah, like people it's associate like feet with like fungus and like things that are like gross and they want to extract it. Like you almost like can't like look away. Like you, like, yeah, a like you want it's it that on same you. Thing. Oh yeah, okay. it's like it's like yeah, Andrew. So maybe freaking look it up. No, I've been with Andrew. Give that, us this one, please. <laughs> I know because I'm just like I've been just with 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 people that really liked my feet and they weren't like looking for fungus no because that's what it's rooted in like it's it's the same idea andrew that like 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 dogs sw- like know how to swim when you like drop them in a thing of water like they doggy paddle know how to swim because it's like yeah that's why we say like doggy paddle because that was like a survival tactic and like they don't know that's why it's just like, i was just something. going to say this like people don't know why they have foot fetishes yeah, like I you yeah, can't help it. We could like root things back to like a million and five different evolution. Like, why do I love Dr. Pimple Popper? I don't know, but I love it. The, the mm-hmm. most disturbing thing to me about the Army Hammer thing, looking back yes. at it, is that like he was so outspoken in so many publications about like toxic masculinity. Like I, I saw this thing today that he had said that like straight white men only benefit straight white men and was just talking about like oh. he like really on paper, like understood a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then like he like goes and like <laughs> does this. So He's I was just like, like fucking wild. Like, ah! It's like it's like one step forward, two steps back, army. <laughs> like you're almost there. Well, luckily we have a pop culture connoisseur coming on our show today. She has been featured in many publications. Her her um podcast, Mixing with Money, has reached the top hundred charts on Yay. iTunes and Apple Podcasts so many, so many times. She's amazing Morgan and I went on her podcast um and we just love Amani Marcus so much welcome and she's here thank you so much for having me I'm so excited so so are we I mean it was so fun because I remember going on your podcast 
when Anthony and I first started this and I was so nervous about like getting like interviewed or like featuring on someone else's podcast and you made it so easy and comfortable. So I'm so happy to see you again. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's a compliment is really good at really good at that kind of stuff. I mean, I try, honey. I try to make it. Everybody have a good time. Get a little kiki in, you know, release all the nerves. Amani, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, correct me. But I think one of our first (laughs) phone calls, we had like a consulting call. And Uh and I was like, why aren't you showing yourself talking about things? And and then now you do it all the time. And I'm like, yes, I feel like that's like a really key thing. People love you. Yeah. Yes, it was. I was like right in the middle of like my page was reaching a lot of growth and it was consistently growing. And I was like, I had reached this lull and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't understand like why it can be hot one moment and not the next. And Anthony, you told me, it's like, you know, you're at this point, this crossroads of, am I just going to be like a meme page that no one has like any real loyalty to? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people like their, you know, their meme pages and they, they're very successful. I have a lot of friends who do it and they'd like to keep themselves hidden and it works for them. They're big, big, big pages, but they don't get to, people don't always get to fall in love with you. They don't really get to connect to a style, a theme, a voice, um, and, and get to know an attitude. And you told me to do that switch, start showing myself at least on stories and stuff. And honestly, that's when, like, I think the growth of the page didn't go as fast, but it became a lot more substantial. Like the quality became more substantial. Mm -hmm. So when I really hit like that 10 K, like, you know, these little marks that we make for ourselves as content creators, it really became a monumental thing because these are people who really kind of get me and like me. And now my Instagram stories are more watched than my actual Uh things on my page because they like to be like to see my commentary on stuff, you know, like they like, they fall in love with the attitude, like you as the person. I always wonder like who the face is behind like all these anonymous, like meme pages. And like, Mm -hmm. if I, if I would actually like them. So that's amazing that you were able to kind of bridge that gap. And now people are just like obsessed with you and they love, Keeping up with money, mixing with money. Yeah, well, I always told Morgan I love too. It. Like I had this like drunk conversation with Morgan oh my like gosh, two yeah. years ago, or like a year ago now. Yeah, and I was like, "You need to." Show he sat yourself. me down. Yeah, I was like, "Film yourself talking <laughs> about things," and now like the ultimate talking about things is our podcast. And I'm like, yeah. "Look, it's working for you." Yeah, it's yeah. true. People like to. I think that the thing is that people don't realize about themselves is people like people. You know how everybody's like self conscious, like oh they probably don't like me or like this doesn't like me or like this is weird if I do this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course you're gonna have people like that, but more mm-hmm. often than not, people like you more than you think that they do. Yeah, all the it's time. It's true. Yes, it's true. Yes, I definitely think that's true. I the one time that I ever was like on TV. It, I was in the background of a, of a scene on Housewives of Potomac mm-hmm. and the amount of people that were sending me my yeah. picture from the TV, <laughs> they were like, it's you, girl. I, was like, I right. know that. But you right. know yeah, that? You we know, know that, that together. Yeah. We're both in the know. That is yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's really, it's, it's a fun moment. It's like, because they were happy for me because they saw me and they were like, this is something that we all have won at like now all of us are wedding because we have made it to this as as mixology like all of us together so Amani do you feel like a so you obviously have so many people who interact with you all the time and so like 
Do you ever feel pressure? Because you definitely know that your fans and followers and mixologists have the reason why they're following you is because they like you and your opinions mm-hmm. on certain Bravo celebrities yeah. or reality TV. You ever have an opinion about somebody and you're like, ah, I'm kind of scared to say this because I know right. that the people that I like are not going to agree with me. Yeah. Or that like me. Yes. 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 I it sometimes can be really scary. Um, the thing, the biggest source of discourse for me and the people that listen to me, because like we're all at one big thing. They contribute to, you know, what I talk about. They always look forward to it. They'll DM mm-hmm. me and be like, oh, girl, I can't wait until you talk right. about people this. People start to this look week, forward or, to what you have to say. Yes. Yeah. They really look totally. forward to it. And then the biggest realm of discourse is when I went against their favorite Leah McSweeney on Roni. And I was like, I'm not here for it. And they were like, what? But she's like the best thing ever. I remember when you said that. I'm not arguing. We talked about it. I'm not arguing that she doesn't belong on the show. I think she's actually incredible for the show. I think it was, they needed to cast her, someone like her, her specifically, I think is a great addition. And that's one thing I am very proud of myself of being able to do on my show especially is I know how to be objective and be like, this is something that's good for TV. Even if I don't like it or yeah. love it, I know what works for our audience and our fan base. Right. And I mean, it works. I did it. It is like you essentially become like the CEO of your brand and you have to like mm, yeah. sort yeah. out the demographic, like sort out what people like, yes. people listen to what people have to say. Um, so as a main mixologist, what's your <laughs> drink of choice? Would you say? Oh, so my, my basic one, if I'm just like out with friends at a bar and I want to like get drunk quick and have a good time is a vodka soda okay. with lime juice. Cause I'm, I'm basic. They really do. Shout out to the girls that tried Delta at my alma mater university of Maryland who were like, girl, <laughs> if you're going to be here all night, you don't want to load up on the sure. calories because we need to sure. eat. So what we do is you get this vodka mm-hmm. soda. You put the lime juice in it. Tastes like a cocktail, but doesn't stick like a cocktail. And And it was the best advice I ever got. Shout out to them. But my favorite drink ever is definitely a French 75. It's delightful. Yeah, what is that? A French 75. So it's based in gin or it can be vodka. I like it with vodka, but um, it's basically vodka or gin lemon a little bit of simple syrup and champagne oh i love and a that. lemon rind, i'm gonna make one after like, this swirl it uh and it's still served in a champagne flute honey oh i've had one you. of these actually it sounds like I, a lemon I, I, drop I get it get a little it bit there it, it's kind of like one but like so much more bubbly it's very central to new orleans and that's where i first went when i turned 21 oh. and i asked a friend who was well versed in the bar scene there we went to like this really Chuck Bass type bar. Like imagine uh, Chuck Bass via Gossip yeah. Girl. The there were booths. You had to like it was kind of like speakeasy right. vibes, but it was in a beautiful old French hotel. Yeah. The bartender was like wearing like a cummerbund. <sighs> like it was a very very cool place. And I asked my friend, like I don't know any drinks. Like I'm I waited until I was twenty one. Right, I was a good girl. Oh, like help so me. Good. You waited until you're twenty one, Amani. So the only reason I took a drink two months before I turned 21 was so I didn't look like an asshole on my Oh, I mean, that's kind of smart. So and like prepare. the safety of your own home. But yes, yeah. <laughs> I did wait, mainly because I was like, what's the difference? Nothing about me will change in two months. So we're just going to do it. <laughs> and I asked her, what's a, a, a drink you'd recommend? And she said, let's do a French 75. You'll love it. I have not turned back. It is my favorite drink. I will literally have it as a signature cocktail. At my I feel like, so maybe try this next time. Like, would you ever do like a sugar rim with it? Just to, like spice it up. Ooh, that would be a little yeah, razzle like, like, like a nice occasion. Oh my gosh. I, 
wish that I was the same sober <laughs> and drunk. You know what I mean? Same sober and drunk, but being well, drunk just feel like we are brings down hiding. my inhibition. It just I think like for both of us, Anthony, it just accelerates like who we are. Like it doesn't yeah. like, change who we are, but it accelerates like it like turns There's up. There's only the volume. been a few times that it's changed. No, yeah. what it does some usually just turns up the volume on who we are, but a couple of times it's like made us lean into just one part of ourselves. Yeah, and that's not good because we're multifaceted, and there's a we see, you never know we- which part we're gonna fall into. <laughs> now, Amani, I want to know what you think about the Army Hammer thing. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, not for nothing. And I I mean this with all due and nothing but jokes. But the very first day that I saw it on the interwebs, I was like, wait, who is this? And I rolled over and checked. I was like, who is this man? And then the the people were going nuts. And I'm like, this sounds like some white bullshit. Like, I was like, you actually can go ahead. And I dabble. Now, I love me a little bit of pop culture. I love to dabble with the other girls over on the Kiss 10-somethings mm-hmm. FMs. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I love the Ryan Seacrest. I love the Jingle Balls. But that was a little too much for me. <laughs> and I was like, this is where I might need to get off. And y'all can enjoy that. Like, yeah. But... It now won't leave. No, it it's won't not go away now anytime like, soon. I am falling down this rabbit hole. And then I realized that he was the one in the, the social network. Mm-hmm. And I was actually more fascinated to know that he played. Yeah, he was people. twins. He I was, was like, the, really? That was not the Army was, Hammer twins. I am shocked. It still gets me to this day. Like, I mean, I've seen the parent chat so many times. And that was like such a, a mind fuck for me right. when they were like, oh, it's just yeah. one person. And I'm like, you're kidding. I saw yeah, that. I like, used to always that. Still happens. I was like, where is Lindsay Lohan's twin? I used to say that. Yeah, when I was like, what? They're not. Where are the two of them? And they're like, girl, it's one person. And me in my grown years, it was still shocked. Right. It's impressive. And I was like, wow. It definitely is impressive. That's kind of crazy. But I mean, I, I mean, eating other people. I, I like food <laughs> and I like people, but I don't always like it when they intersect. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I recognize maybe that is a little wrong. his thing. And if that, you know, it, it, at the risk of me kink shaming, I'm just going to have to say I'm going to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he should, too, because it's causing Social, a lot of problems. So maybe he yes. should there find was something a, else. There was a uh, conversation that, a bunch of us had at uh, Anthony's birthday this past year about um, yes. remember about we, like we predicted this in like a we weird did way. but it was not with Army Hammer it was with Vince Vaughn <laughs> who has Vince come Vaughn. up way too yeah. much in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, and I forget exactly the context but it was just like if you were to eat like any celebrity who would it what who would it be well we and, were saying like what would it be like if like for example like on the menu it had like what if it had the Vince type Vaughn. of steak yeah like or like like a celebrity Vaughn. and you could like eat a little bit of a celebrity now i could i couldn't connect because i don't even like to eat like fish because i think about fish swimming in the ocean and i don't like it it freaks me out so obviously a human which we have emotional connections to like yeah. i wouldn't feel comfortable right. eating but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a thing that, but here's the thing. The conversation was driven by like straight white men at my birthday. So I'm wondering if maybe there is like some weird correlation, like a power dynamic. I don't know what it is. Mm. Well, I've never been any of those three yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
I it's it's beyond what my mind can tap into, but I can tell you, I just feel like it would taste like unseasoned just chicken skin. Yeah, it okay. feels like it wouldn't be I'm good just, for like, me. I'm curious, like what part of the body can you even like spare? You know, like what what are you Your actually thigh, the thigh, yeah, thigh, rib, calf, um, stomach, um, yeah, calf. Not y'all having answers at the ready. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought about this for a month. I'm like, I don't know. I know because I remember when I was younger watching like Animal Planet or something, and they were talking about like human meat and um, like people eating each other in rituals, like not killing them, eating them, but just like they would like medically like remove like a part of like the thigh. Uh, is there anesthesia involved? No, like this guy did it live and he, oh. they numbed him and they cut off a part and then immediately bandaged it up. And it was like a small piece. He ate himself. He ate like a piece of his thigh to see what it was taste like. And they like prepared it in like mm. this ritualistic way. And he just said that it tasted like pork, like a pork chop basically but like not that good. He was like, it was like gamey and like weird. Wait, but not that good. <laughs> I have a question. What? So I'm, re- <laughs> so I'm reading these texts with Army Hammer. Are they turning you on? <laughs> no, they're, they're very graphic. So you can like definitely like picture it. But did yeah. he actually eat someone? He's denying know. all claims, but, but like also at the same time, he's yeah. like backing out of projects and he's like, this is not true, but I'm also going off the radar. So it's like, it's very fishy. Do you think yeah. that he's like yes. pretending to be a cannibal to like method act and like no study? Oh. I don't think that this is benefiting I don't think his career. So. No. Oh, it's yeah. He's getting like a lot of, uh, there are subpoenas and okay, things happening. Serious. I think he's re yeah, he's, he's go. it's going down, down fast. Um, yeah. yeah. Sugar. We're going down swinging. Sugar That's what I think. Of. Well, I, I think the whole thing is, that's like really disturbing about it is that it's seeming like there are like abuse allegations and sexual mm-hmm. assault allegations and right and paired with I mean all sexual assault is bad but when we see like what his kinks are it's like very makes it even like worse like, yeah it's scary to think about like maybe the situations that certain people were put in apparently there's this big news that's coming out this week that like nobody knows what it is yet but on all the gossip pages and stuff they're like look out there's gonna be an army hammer and like this girl who knows what it is like posted and was like I know I found out what the army hammer news is it is so bad he will never work again I'm shaking she was like I'm shaking right now like this is horrible um there's this connection and we'll say allegedly for legal reasons not like mm-hmm. anybody's gonna take this and do <laughs> us but um it's been all over the internet apparently he's been working he like randomly started like working on this construction site in the summer um and they found the remains of like a woman on this site and oh. and so people are like oh my god like is this what the article is like to he is he under mm. investigation? people have said i know for a fact that army hammer is under investigation for the murder of this mm. woman it's just so, crazy like how long these things can like stay under wraps you know <sighs> under yeah. wraps looks like the timeline is getting shorter <laughs> and shorter they're taking him out left and right yeah, they are taking him out left Woo. and right now amani back to you you just got <laughs> engaged yes Hottest <gasps> chick did? in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Oh my God, look at your ring. It's Thank beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm in love with it. I say goodnight to uh-huh. it every night. And your fiance me- too. 
Yeah, her too. <laughs> she gets very upset when I do that. Like I talk to the ring like it's her. And she's like, you do know I exist. And I'm like, yeah. So how long have you guys been together for? Uh-huh. Um, six and a half years, probably a little bit more than that. You honestly stopped counting after a couple yeah. of them. Um, and but I've I've known her even longer. We've been best friends since uh, junior year of high school. Now I know that you have a shit show story for us about the prom. Oh my god! Taken away. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it involves her because, like I said, as we were, as I said, we were best friends in high school. And as best friends do, we were going to get ready for prom together. I didn't even want to go to the prom. I really had no interest. I was secretly in love with her. So I really had no I know desire to like. go because I, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, listen, I was like, you know, and, and it was on a boat and I oh, hate God. boats. I do not yeah. like them. I just consistently believe in my heart of hearts that whatever boat I'm on is the one that's going to sink. A psychic like, told it's, me it's that I might die me. on a boat. So I understand. See, <laughs> I'm never going to, you can't get on it now. Like it's just, it's just, it's just self-preservation yeah. at that point. Yeah. Right. So I, we were supposed, she convinced me to go to the prom and I was like, okay, yes, we'll do it. We'll let go as friends. Like everyone, all these mm-hmm. friends are going and a girl that we know she was going to do a bus and she was like, all of our friends are going to come to my house. We'll all take mm-hmm. pictures and then we'll go. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. I'll ask, like I had a gay best friend. I was like, I'll just ask him to be my prom mm-hmm. date. and it'll be nothing special. Like, it'll just be fun. You know, us yeah, friends going and she, yeah. thank you. She convinced me to go. And I was like, okay. Then she was like, let's go get like made up together, like hair, makeup, all these things. And I was like, great. I found a place. It was a salon, not too far from our school. I was going out of my way. It was closer to her. So I was like, I'll drive and I'll come there and we'll get ready together. I show up to the salon appointment on prom day to get my uh, makeup done. And I found out there that she had canceled her appointment. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'll just get ready by myself. Oh, it's no. fine. That's and I how you sit down them. to get, that's how I found out. And she was like, oh yeah, my mom canceled it. It was like this big thing. And you, you know, your parents, they made decisions. And so I get my makeup done. The makeup artist is like, girl, I don't have your color. So sorry to tell you. And you're seeing me. I am barely past the medium on the light to medium oh. Anastasia Beverly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barely. I was like, girl, come on. And she was like, I can mix two colors together or your mom can bring your foundation from home. Like, you want me to pay you a hundred dollars? My makeup. My makeup. Yeah. yeah. But I also didn't wear makeup yet. So I was like, I don't have anything. So I looked orange at prom. It's oh, great. Right. Um, love those pictures. And so I get to the house of my friend and we're doing like the pictures and stuff. My best friend is still not there. And then I text her. I'm like, are you coming? She's like, oh, well, me and my prom date, like the boy that she actually was going to prom with, that she actually did like, that asked her last minute he stayed at his friend's house. So she took um, pictures there with him and the football team. Oh, fuck and I was that. like, okay, fine. I'll hang out with you at prom. And the whole night we were not at the same table. So I'm just like staring across the room, like all sad, like, oh, I'm so annoyed and I'm being a brat. And then we go up to like the top of this boat. Cause I just need air. I'm like, I'm, I cannot be in the bottom of this boat. I'm going to die. Like something's going to go it's down. It's always so hot there. Sink, this goes yeah. first to high schoolers smelling and on it a boat. floods first. I just keep looking at like the lifeguard <laughs> chest and making sure that it, it's in close enough proximity that if anything goes down, I can get to it yeah, first. Yeah. And 
We're on the rooftop. She's hanging out with him, not with me. And I'm still very, very jealous. And it looks like he's going to kiss her. He leans in to kiss her and I lead a slow clap for <laughs> everyone else on the roof of the boat. Because that is just how jealous and petty oh, I was. It just sounded so like an impulse. Like you couldn't help it. She, thank you. She looks so happy. It's like under the stars. And everyone's like, oh, you guys look so good really? together. We only got one picture together the whole night. And I'm pissed. And I'm over here like. Oh, my God. I, the level I of don't pettiness. blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah, I know you guys are engaged. Like, I, Fuck yeah, right then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, now we're engaged. So, like, obviously, I didn't let it go up to chance anymore because I was losing at that battle. Okay. So, but like, I lead a slow clap, but I spent, like, the rest of the night, like, crying in the oh. bathroom of this boat that I think is going to sink. And I'm like, just get me off the boat. I want to be on land. I don't want to do this anymore. And I just sulked, like, the rest of the ride back to the top. I know that feeling. So uh, it's it was the worst night of uh, my life. And she's consistently been like, I really would. I w- I'm going to redo prom for you uh, one day. Like, I'd love to redo prom for you one day. I'm like, yes. Will you say yes? Like, will you take me <laughs> this time? We'll go that together. better be in one of the I'll wedding the right speeches. I'm telling you right now, I will cry my eyes out. Oh, my God. Probably. <laughs> actually, <laughs> probably. That's, I mean, it's amazing how it comes like kind of like full circle. You probably had no idea that was going to happen. So how did you guys like end up dating yeah. and like also talking? Like, did you ever confront her about that after? Yes, yes. Like years into us dating, I was like, you know, after I professed my feelings for her, which was not too long after that, she kind of made it clear like it wasn't going to happen. Really? And then she kind of like, you know, discovered herself and everything and I just took the plunge. I'm like, so if you're out here considering, I feel like I should be considering. Yeah. And she agreed. And gratefully, we've we've never broken up wow. since. Like it's it's been a really a lot a lot of work and um, a lot of time. And we were long distance through college, but we, so we really got like our our own college experiences. Right. So we know what it's like to not be Very with healthy. each other and to miss each other and have our own experiences, but it actually just brought us mm-hmm. closer. And then when I moved um, out to where she was going to um, chiropractic school the last two years, that was when she was like, listen, I'm ready for like, you know, the next steps. And I've always been very honest with her about how, you know, that made me feel and and why. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why she's so good at communicating mm-hmm. to me how much I mean to her now. Cause I, I need those things. Totally. Cause I'm coming from a place of trauma. Right. Right. I really am coming from a place makes, of rejection sense. and being like, I'm never going to be enough. And now I am, I'm, I'm enough and I'm the only one. And I'm like, yeah, yes, God. girl, wait, it's crazy because um, what I think is so healthy about it is that you two are obviously in like an intimate relationship and like obviously engaged and it's amazing. But what makes it so special is that you guys have that like foundation. Like you didn't have to go through like the mm-hmm. dating and like getting to know someone like yeah. you already had like a foundation like right. laid down and then you just like built from there. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's rare. It definitely feels like at the very least we always like yeah. each other. And I think that um, you know, kind of a really great place to start. We always know kind of at least how to be each other's friends. Mm-hmm. And that is something I think that people don't put enough priority on, like the passion and everything can be great, but that fire, it eventually will start to die down. And I feel like our friendship is like an, an ever burning log. Like at any point in time, we can reignite the fire, but like the log is just still staring, oh standing and it's still sturdy. And it's, 
it's really special because I always like her. And that is way better, especially during these times of quarantining and whatnot. It is really nice to be spending it with someone you actually like. Right. Totally. Totally. I mean, it's like the ending of like a Netflix Mm -hmm. uh, coming of age LGBTQ plus (laughs) rom-com. Yes, for sure. I, it definitely could be, I feel like most the casting would be, probably about seven years younger, it would definitely be centered more in high school and get that happy ending in it and not take, <laughs> it would skip the whole six years thing into adulthood and all that. Well, it sounds right. like in the movie, the prom, I mean, the Broadway musical, the prom, mm-hmm. I mean, that whole storyline with Ariana DeBose and, and uh, I don't even know who the main character's name is, but yeah. I don't know if anybody's What's seen it, but it, it's like, was really good on Broadway. The movie version I thought Meryl Streep was the mm. best part of it. She didn't probably she didn't, that would she didn't sense. get a nomination though. James Corden got a no- Did anybody see That's it? So interesting to me, oh, Andrew. Did you see it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I was. Like, yeah, was, I know you saw it, Amani. It was. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot, but I liked it for for Netflix movies. Yeah. I was like, you know, but I'm I'm already a. It's like Lifetime, you know. You have those people who just love anything that netflix does even if they already saw it in another adaptation yeah. you're like you know what i'm into it yeah. well, netflix i thought what they did with it or ryan murphy i should rather say what he did with it ryan murphy i think that people you know slate him as like the king of camp but he doesn't do camp well i think mm-hmm. he's just the only person in the mainstream that's like campier film- than the rest does, that yeah. does camp and so it's like mm-hmm. weird because it's like, oh, my God, there's so many people that can do camp really well. They're just not mainstream. And he gets right. all the credit. Mm-hmm. It's a good he point. Did such a good job. Like on the Broadway show, did such a good job of making it campy and like mm-hmm. silly. And then and they translated on Netflix, like like very much like that movie Tall Girl or. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I only watched because I was a fan of Dance Moms, and I'm literally re-binging it now. <laughs> I'm too obsessed. I love sure. Ryan Murphy. He did like the Politician in American Horror Story, right? Uh, yeah. I, no, the Politician was, is fantastic, I but I don't necessarily so think well done. Like it was the right amount of camp. Anything to do with him? Uh, yeah. It was <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with him. But in like a campy, like dramatic, over the top way, the camera. Yes, the so cast is dynamite. Yeah. So good, I love that show. Ben Platt is so good in that. It's- oh my so god, talented. I love him. It's almost so like you have to write roles for him because he can. That, that was well, made for him. He I, embodies. Yeah. I was gonna it. say like you have Ben Platt, and then they like kind of like cater a role and a character to him. I yes, like. well, just kind of an honor. I can't wait to see him not play a sixteen-year-old though, because he's true. Not- <laughs> <laughs> all he does is play six now Amani I want to know how you guys got to the place so circling back to your fiance we as you know LGBTQ plus people have there's so many coming of age stories that always ha- they're always happening because like we don't get the opportunity mm-hmm. as like young people to watch something and see yourself represented right so, like that moment on the boat where like so many times in like coming of age movies you see the thing at prom it like that's where it happens and like that's where the happy ending happens. right it must have been doubly heartbreaking as like a gay kid to be like well it really didn't happen <laughs> like it actually <laughs> right yes i mean there's there's a moment like the the moment that i knew 
who I truly was, was even with her. And she, she didn't know that she was actually on her way to hang out with him after school. Cause we, we went to a really big sports high school. So after school, no one really af- actually left. You hung out. We were all, everybody was still in the school in the hallways and stuff. And me and her would hang out every day together after school. And then she started to spend more time with who eventually ended up being her prom date. And he, she asked me, she was like, is it cool? Like I, I I'm going to go hang out with him. Like I'll call you when you, we get home. And I, was like, yeah, I guess. Like visibly throwing a fit, I was pouting about it. And she turned around, like as she walked away to like the sports locker room where he was, she turned around and like blew me a kiss, like a playful, oh like, God. love you, like it's fine. And I remember realizing I was gay because I was heartbroken. Oh. Like it just hit me like a ton of bricks that A, some I was feeling something more mm. for her than just like I was so upset that she was gonna go spend time with right. someone else. And it wasn't me and it was breaking this thing. But when she blew me that kiss, it made me feel like I want that, but I'm not going to get that at the same time. And it was, oh my God, in high school Mm. too. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like the LGBTQ, like coming out or coming up parties um, or, oh my God. Let me start that over. <laughs> Wait, where are these coming out? LG- <laughs> LGBTQ coming of age movies and shows. The happy ending is in high school because I think it gives a lot of high school kids like hope that like it'll still like mm-hmm. come around. Like, yes. I think that's why it's like so pinnacle that it happens in high school. You're right. Um, You're absolutely right. And it's so. Like, well, yeah, I was. Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. No, Morgan. Morgan. And they. You know, what's funny. I don't remember at the prom. This is funny because we just brought up the prom a couple episodes ago. I don't remember seeing you at our senior prom. I was there. I was in a (laughs) shitty mood because I didn't like my hair. And we were so much more go with the flow back then. What? (laughs) We were so much more go with the flow. So much more. Yeah. And I I, prom. I was just like, we were best friends then, but I don't remember seeing you at all. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I was, I think I was like at the table most of the time. Like I really do. Like, I don't think I was was like getting involved. Although there is a picture in the, in the um, yearbook of me. And I think some other people like a random group. And I'm like right in the middle of the dance floor, but I don't remember like dancing on that prom. I don't think I danced at. Oh no, I did dance. I remember. Well, here's the thing. My prom date. My prom date had was like going through this like weird like affair thing. Like like she was dating (laughs) a guy. She was okay. So she was starting to date somebody, but not like publicly yet. But everybody was talking about it. Who was dating a girl in the year below us. And it was like this big drama gossip thing that was like totally wild that she was completely in the wrong end. And Mm -hmm. I remember... I was not out yet, but people were always like, oh, Anthony and and of course there was like stuff between us and whatever, but I was like forcing it because I wanted it to like be real. And I could tell that like we had crushes, but I know that she knew before I even had to say it um, right. that I was gay. But um, where I was going with this was I remember the entire dance just like being like not there almost because I like didn't have a date really because the guy who she was dating went to our prom with somebody oh, else. That's right. Yeah. With yeah. And 
I just was like, I don't even know who I talked to or hung out with the entire time. I don't remember. I remember the our other proms. I don't remember that one. I remember all of our other proms too, just not senior prom. I think at that point, like we were still like tired of them. <laughs> well, I never like, liked our dances. Yeah. <laughs> I liked when we were asked to go to somebody else's. Yeah, me too. Well, because it was just like you were like really like letting loose because no one really knew who you, you know what I mean? Like there was totally. no like background totally. on anybody else so you can just kind of like let loose to totally totally, totally. But also, yeah something interesting what we were talking about with you know gay stories and i just saw amani that you posted this on your story today about um black movies for black history month it's like mm -hmm. you posted movies without trauma like movies that don't focus yes. on trauma i don't think there is like yet other than euphoria kind of like something that's like a gay story without trauma i was about to say what part of euphoria doesn't feel true <laughs> well, <laughs> i thought what it kind of feels it start to end i mean yeah. i think that the one thing that euphoria hits really well on is that they don't make a person's sexuality their own mm. story like that's not that's more what i meant. something that's worth discussing yeah. yeah and so it's not like a oh, i'm gay and this is it will i be accepted it's kind of just there like that people are into people because they're yeah. people and it's just we're going there and everything else in the background is hella dramatic yeah, right. but that like is not, not the like traumatic part so i get what you're saying. saying yeah like, like mm -hmm. everybody's like it doesn't make trauma. like it's not like that main personality trait of like that character like i feel like right and there's no coming out moment and i think that's a big deal is because there's not a lot of shows that we do get or movies that we do get that doesn't involve that aspect of not only holy shit am i this it's now i have to tell someone who will yes. accept me blah 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 it's like they're the love story there of euphoria is strictly on a basis of regular crushes like will this person even like me like it has nothing yes. to do with who they might like outside of this person it's just like do i have a shot like what am i gonna do like that kind which of isn't thing. gay trauma i guess that's what i was trying to say. it's not gay trauma it's just yeah. trauma like every story sense. has trauma it's just nothing in that show and there is some a, a little bit like with you know the blatant Stuff with like the football player with Jacob, whatever's character, and and yeah, and the 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 sex work with the with the young yeah person. yeah that was <laughs> they that are. was a little bit of trauma likely that was trans. definitely yeah, trans so trauma. trauma that was yeah there are things that aren't the greatest but it is a well yeah. done show all around and I I get what you're saying there's not a lot of things that I mean I would say. They also have happy endings. I mean, I always go back to the the one thing that I showed even my mom when I came out like after she burst into tears and then quickly came to because she didn't want me to eventually have grandchildren without her. Like that was what made her be like, well, I got to get yeah, over it. Yeah. I don't want you to keep the kids from me. I'm like, girl, kids, yeah. what? <laughs> like, but um, <laughs> the episode I show her to like, you know, kind of help her ease it was Lena Waithe's uh, written episode of masters of oh, none by yes, season sorry yes. she wrote uh, a scene that was more adjacent to her own coming out story um with angela bassett playing her mom who got a lot of awards it's fantastic and i think i think it was the first time that a black woman had been nominated for either an emmy or a golden globe what I year think, was this for for 
comedy oh, writing, no. which was baffling to me because I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? But <laughs> Lena Waithe was like either the first or one of the first. Like it was a very, very, very big deal. I remember making so history and she wrote it. It's called Thanksgiving. That's the episode the uh, in Masters of None. So if you feel like you don't want to watch the whole show, it's not in like the the synchrony of it because it's meant to be taken like back. Mm-hmm. Like you're meant to, it's meant to be retro. So it you don't have to watch the show, love the show, love him, any of that. The show's also off the air now, so it doesn't right. even matter. But she deserves show. a lot of credit because she wrote an impeccable episode and it's hilarious. It's very funny, but also very real. And it ends in a little bit more of a realistic way, but not a traumatic way yes. or not an over romanticized. Right. It's okay way. for it to be realistic. I think things are funnier yes, I when like realistic because they're yes. so relatable. Yes. So you're just like, oh my God, yes. like it's not just me that thinks this or it's not just me that like goes through this. Like, I don't totally. know. Yeah, it was, it's really a good one. It's a well, good moment. So, good to know. so, Here's something interesting that I had heard the other day from someone about gay stories on TV and movies and stuff. It's like usually they're written by like straight writers or directed by straight directors. And it's interesting because for a gay person coming out is not like the end of it. It's like that's just Mm -hmm. the beginning. And so, Mm -hmm. so many gay stories on TV end with the coming out because for a straight person that's where it ends for them it's just like oh you came out i accepted you happy ending now on with our congrats yeah you're out of the closet never mind the fact that you don't have to walk in this every day navigate life who do you tell who do you not tell like are you in danger what happens next we Uh don't know yeah 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 or constantly the i like the the thing that like you know especially, you know, straight people don't understand too, is it's like, just because you know, doesn't mean that everybody else knows too. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I expended all that energy saying it to you. Now, how many, if mm-hmm. you think that I expended all that energy saying it to you, and you don't think that you're a hard person to say it to, then how many more people, like the story is really just beginning right then. Mm-hmm. And, but it's the yes. end of most yes. gay movies. So I think that that's mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I know this is crazy. Never. I mean, I have to say, like, I never thought of. I've just never thought of it that way. And like, part of me, like, I wish that I could. Like, I always so curious to see how people think. Like, how you know, Anthony. You know, he's opened my eyes in so many different ways, and I'm appreciative of it because it's in a totally different like realm than what I go through. Yes. Um. And I think that he does such a good job of like, you know, walking you through it and like really like outlining what it really means, like deep, deep down and like in everyday life yeah. scenarios and like stuff like that. So, I mean, I wish that I uh, related like, you know, more, obviously, but I always like to hear, you know, your perspective because that's just like learning and growing. And I think it's important that people take that and empathize with it the best that they can. Or yeah, at least are- totally compassionate enough to like want to yeah totally I know I think that it's interesting too because like I've learned and it's all about who you learn from too like I learned a lot of stuff about myself from Andrew and Mm -hmm. then a lot of stuff from Amani and then I say them to you so it's like not like you are have to know it like even though something is your experience I think doesn't mean that you know what it means right away no absolutely not so like 
it kind of I mean we don't have to make this whole episode about like the logistics of like gay characters in movies and TV shows <laughs> but it's so true like it, like 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 in um what's it called what's that TV show that with with Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon I love it Big Little, oh. Lies. Big Big Little Lies. Lies oh yeah Big I Little thought Lies. they did such a good job of dismantling the idea of like because so often in TV shows you see like the all-knowing like gay best friend character that's like girl like don't do that or like whatever mm -hmm. like they know everything already or like the all-knowing like black woman who's like the oracle and mm -hmm. i thought they did a good job of like dismantling like that idea with a uh, bonnie's mom's character because mm -hmm. because what you don't agree Andrew? oh no there was actually a lot of backlash about bonnie's mom's character oh really yeah i thought being... they did a good job of dismantling because at first you were like she knows everything and then you're like no. she's her, just her mom <laughs> right? no i mean yeah no it's like because it was fa falling into magical black person trope. Uh, and um, so that they're like all knowing and they're spiritual. And um, I don't know if you saw that like, it was a positive portrayal. Amani, what was your take if you're familiar with the series? Yeah, I am familiar with this series. I mean, I, I definitely, I, th I think I get very, dis I get very, um, desensitized to seeing it because it happens so much. So like I always say the multiple perspectives are the best perspectives mm -hmm. because for what doesn't upset one person may have said another one. For me, it rolled off my back because I'm just like, oh, okay. But I'm also used to dealing with Bravo yes. every day. And there's something new and there's something new and offensive wow. every five minutes over there. So when I'm watching that, I'm like, oh, okay, this is better than nothing. But um yeah, I, I definitely I get both sides. I can see the backlash of it. I don't think it was the worst mm -hmm. of portrayals because I think some that they openly only cast for that. And I think that they fit a very particular type cast in that also, which usually is what upsets me the most. Like Loretta Devine plays everybody's <laughs> yes. mother all of the time. <laughs> and though she's great at it, I'm like the range of thicker black cherubie woman with a very sweet voice doesn't just have to be like the the nana who takes in everybody and cooks everyone yeah, soul food yeah, every yeah. five minutes first of all we are also very healthy i love green juice so <laughs> the idea that that's all we do is want to go though. to our house it's, yeah, exactly. that's, soul like, food. that's a soul food it's good for me there are plenty of people who are very diverse in their in their cuisine <laughs> but the 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 series itself I was just a, be a bigger fan of the books. Right. Yeah. So I was like, naturally, it, it all kind of felt flatter to me, but it wasn't my fa my least favorite portrayal, especially of people that I've been disappointed by, like real creators and stuff where I'm like, this is the best you could yeah. do yeah. for me, really? Okay. So I, I, I get the backlash. I read that backlash and I said, ooh, I do see. Interesting, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, well, it's good I, you're I able to see like that. both sides. Oh. <laughs> yes right. yes like there's now, certain Joni moments Mitchell. that i'm just like okay there are, you know i see it but then there's some i'm like yep yeah, it, it doesn't affect me I, this is not the one they held up right, right. yeah. I mean, there are very many i'm over here fighting bravo mm. every day for something else i'm like no this is wrong yeah 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 <laughs> so there there are for me other fish to fry but i didn't hate it there have been more times that i've been more disappointed by other creators where i've been like really i was more okay but i, I was more upset with like nicole why. kidman forgetting that she was a lawyer until like the very last episode of season two so yeah. you know, like there were already <laughs> continuity errors that i was dealing with and i'm like well the book says and they're like girl this isn't yeah. the book but it should like, be. Okay, well then why make this uh, why make the adaptation 
It's based off of the yeah. book. I feel like um, because like that, that's interesting to hear that because I had always thought because I remember even in um, American Horror Story Coven, which I like love American Horror Story, like Angela mm-hmm. Bassett in like I realized and I noticed this with Ryan Murphy a lot. He directs women to act the exact same way and whatever perspective characters they have in everything that they're in. So like Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. even though she has a completely different character, most things she's always like this. And that's not in mm-hmm. everything Sarah Paulson's in. It's right. everything that Ryan Murphy directs her in. I wonder why he does that. Does mm-hmm. he not want to like take time and like coach them like through this new character? And he wants to spend more time on like directing well, I mean, and costumes and filming. He's winning, winning Emmy Awards for this. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Right, but- and to be fair, that was the disappointing uh, <laughs> thing that I was referring to, where I've been like, I love Angela Bassett on American Horror Story. Coven was a miss for me. Yeah. Like, that was a more, a bigger, like, no, you want to talk about portrayal of like an all-knowing elder Black woman. I mean, it ha- <laughs> they're in New Orleans, which is already mm-hmm. a, a predominantly, like, very, very Black population. Totally. And they're in New Orleans. She owns a hair studio. I mean... She's doing braids 24-7, happens to be a voodoo yeah, goddess, yeah. and it's like has time to deal with all of these white women coming to her store and demanding her time and like has energy to always read yes, them. Yes, that's what it was. Think- okay. That's what it was, Amani. Keep going, yeah. Morgan. Do you think that some of these actors and actresses think this, but they can't say it because they want the part? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that would be true with yeah. Angela Bassett because she can literally say yes and no to whatever she yeah. wants. Like, but I also think that he wrote it and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't even write it with her in mind and just wrote it with that, like with that typecast in mind. And Angela fits that mold because she's so good she's at amazing. it. But when I watch, she's amazing and she did a great job. She's really good at being the person to kind of read you and give it to you straight without it being like overly sassy and blah, blah, blah which is probably something he wanted to avoid, which I understand because it's not Pose, which, you know, that's a whole different mm-hmm. story. But at the same time, when you watch her in something like Thanksgiving, it's the same woman, but allowed to be a little bit yeah. freer in how she acts in her, as a actual mm-hmm. mom of someone, the matriarch of a household. Like they have three matriarchs in the episode, a mom, an aunt, and a grandmother. And somehow that exact same trope doesn't exist at all. And I'm like, wow, it's so funny. Cause it's like, maybe we don't always have the time and energy to re-educate, to, to read you for filth, to give you all of that. And she's able to do that, but look at the difference in directing. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Totally. I mean, I think that across the board, he kind of and I I love I mean, American Horror Story. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my I mean, favorites. yeah, I'm going to watch Coven probably every yeah. every October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. it. <laughs> but it has. It's things. still a fantastic show and season. And he's still very talented. Uh-huh. And I still like watching. Well, him what I things. thought was interesting is there's always a white blonde main character that's similar to a Jessica Lang. And she's not always the main character. It's always the villainous who's also a protagonist who we hate, but we're also like, oh, we love her because she's so complicated. And like, no, yeah, I do love. Yeah, Jessica it's like, Lang. Always, oh, I love her too. But even the series where and Lady Gaga won the award for it. He direct, I could tell he was directing Lady Gaga 
Now there's your cannibal. Yeah, there's our cannibal. There's our cannibal. <laughs> that was it. That was her whole storyline. That was hard for me to get there. I guess I was you always were, oh, destined to not understand. Oh, she always acted like well, she wore a meat costume. Yes, yeah, she wore a meat. Oh, she's mm-hmm. got connections. All right, off mm. of this subject. <laughs> Amani, I know that you have a really hilarious. So I have Morgan has roommate shit shows. Okay. I have a giant roommate shit show. Morgan, you tell us a roommate shit show for you real fast. All right. So yeah, roommate shit shows. This was in college when I, we lived in like this on the sorority floor. Cause we didn't have sorority houses. So we all had dorms and it was two to a dorm. And then like on the floor, um, there was like maybe 20 rooms and like a big suite where they had a like, couch and like a kitchen and the whole thing. So a bunch of my friends were abroad and I stayed back with four other girls, had the time of my life. Like it was like one of the, it was the best group of people that you could have asked to stay back at Penn State with. And I was rooming with this one girl and she's her and sweet. I got, she's so sweet. And her, I really liked her a lot. She was great to live with. And she was <laughs> overseas um, in Barcelona visiting her boyfriend. And so she was gone for like a week. And so Anthony visits. I'm like, Anthony, absolutely. This is like the perfect weekend to come. Like, it's only like four of us. My roommate's not here. So you can just stay in her bed. And he's like, oh, my God. Amazing. Okay, perfect. So we, as it usually goes, Anthony wants and I want to go to the hockey house because Anthony got along with all the hockey guys. He did a psychic reading on all of them. Um, So it was just, you know, a good time. And we like invited them back to the dorm to the dorms or whatever to hang out and like post game. And I was there with like a couple of my friends and one of the girls was trying to get with this guy. And he was like dancing to, um, Oh my, oh my God. God. It like was the song like pony. It was like that yeah, song pretty- pony from like magic Mike. And he was like trying to do like, he a unfollowed me on Instagram. Ugh. He was trying to do like a strip tease, like on this girl on my roommate's bed when my roommate like wasn't there. So he was like essentially like taking his clothes off, like ripping the sheets off, like oh all this God. stuff. I was recording it on Snapchat and like sending it to the roommate. Like it was like so, so funny. And it was so bad. Anthony, uh, my friend Mia and I, we were like so drunk. She was notorious for always having red wine in her dorm room, like always drinking red wine. And she comes in with this like nice bottle of like Pinot Noir at like three in the morning. Ooh. And we're all so fucked up. And she hands Anthony the, the bottle and he sm- it, he drops it and it smashes and goes all over like the dorm. Like all the red wine is like everywhere. We had to clean oh up. Anthony made, um, I think, like pizza bagel, like pizza bagels and Tostitos like in my microwave that exploded microwave broke there was like cheese like in the fridge because it exploded everywhere there was red wine all on the floor Anthony is like in bed with a hockey kid and like so the next day my roommate who wasn't there that was so mad she was like crying I had to like yeah, rock I- all of her stuff I had to it was just so bad and me I hated girl that who, like, shit with roommate bottle didn't even know that she did it but Oh, oh my god. I actually have another crazy like stupid shit show story from college. I was living with this girl who now lives in Boston now and I had two of my guy friends visit Penn State and they were both staying like in my dorm room. So again, my roommate was away. I think she was probably like sleeping at her boyfriend's house or something. And the next day, she comes back like after the guys leave and she like sits on her bed to like just like hang out and she was like, "Um the bed's like wet." And I was like, no. oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm sure like it's not. Um, 
whatever. No, I'll whatever. She was like, did he pee? And I was like, I don't think so. And I asked him and he said, no, but I know that he peed. He definitely peed. He peed. He peed her bed and didn't tell me. So I couldn't like clean it up. Don't be embarrassed. We got to normalize peeing in bed. So we're not embarrassed to tell people that we did it. Or having a nocturnal emission. I like that. That's a very, (laughs) very proper. (laughs) People have that shame. It's you can't help it. You're having a nocturnal emission. Doesn't that happen like for like teenagers? I think anyone really call me a teenager. All right, Amani, tell us your roommate shit show story. Um, okay, so let's see. Do you want one where I'm the protagonist or the The antagonist? antagonist. Obviously, the antagonist. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) So I came home once from like the weekend away. Like I lived with uh three other girls and I had become really, really, really good friends with uh the other well. The other two girls, we had one empty room and one girl had lived together the year prior. So we were really, really close. And then the other girl who I shared my side of the apartment with, we had become close and like, we were really good friends. I, we, but we always went away for the weekend. She would stay on campus because she was uh, in a sorority. Let's call her. Can we get yeah. fake names? I love a fake name. Okay, let's call her. Landry. Landry Landry and I lived on one side and then we had Dubois on the other (laughs) side. And so Landry stayed because she was in a sorority. Me and Dubois always went home first chance we got. We were like, we need to get out of here. So I came back one Sunday night or Saturday night or something like that early and the apartment was trashed. It was a mess. And Landry had notoriously been kind of messy. So, and me and Dubois have had talked about it before, you know, like the standard roommate talking shit. Like we would, I would talk to Landry probably about Dubois, talk to Dubois about Landry. Yeah. It's a thing. And so we were like, you know, I texted her. I was like, you don't even want to know what I just walked into. There's dishes everywhere. Pretty sure she had like a small party. It is such a mess. It's literally a shit show yeah. in here and I'm going to have to clean mm-hmm. it all up. And because I always had a thing about starting off the week, at least with a clean place. If it doesn't last, that's fine. But let's just try and give ourselves a head start on a Monday. So when Dubois gets back, she's like, what happened here? And I was like, girl, I have been cleaning all day. There have been pans in the sink. Like, like literally nothing's been done. I'm pretty sure lots of people were here. It is a mess in here. Um, she's so messy. She doesn't like clean up. And there's no, she doesn't run the dishwasher, all these things. Me and her are in the living room, just like literally talking shit. She's like, yeah, I cannot, I hate it when she oh, does no. this. Like, I cannot believe it. And I had been there easily seven and a half hours right right? like cleaning and doing stuff been there all day it has been extremely quiet and I'm like so when Dubois comes in I'm like oh my god you don't even want to know what I've been putting up with like I'm sick of this shit blah 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 like she's so inconsiderate you're just really like going in right (laughs) oh for sure it's literally been from 9 a.m to like 7 p.m And all of a sudden, we hear the door on my side creak open. (gasps) And she comes swarming out. And she goes, like, tears rolling down her face. She goes, so I've been listening to everything you've been fucking Ah! saying. And me and Dubois just stare at her. I mean, we are dead silent (laughs) for a solid five minutes. Not a word, not a peep. And she goes, so do you want to say it to me now? And we can't, I mean... 
we can't look away from her, but we can't make oh, eye contact no. with her. We're just like, staring. what do you do? Just, you know, Hi. when you when you're like six and you've been no. caught, like caught, caught, caught. Nothing I you can know. do. You can't, what am I? Gonna, I can't say I didn't say it. I can't say anything else. It. And all of a sudden, my fight or flight comes in, and I just start fighting. And I was like, you know what? I did say it. I watched way too much Housewives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, think I that's was fair. like, like yeah, yeah, backpedal. Yeah, I, you I can't did it. Backpedal at that. What point. are we gonna do? You can't. And so it was like this big thing, super emotional. She was sleeping all day because she had been hung over from she the party. Had so that much she to do. Yeah. So <laughs> she had, she was completely like, you know, hurt and devastated. Yeah. And me and her had been really close. So Dubois was kind of like being in the middle. And she was like trying to console her when she ran back into her room and was like crying. And she you were was closer like, with Landry. I, Mm. Yes, I was I was really, really getting close with Landry. So she so literally Dubois in her room, like hugging her like she really does love you. She considers you like a sister. I've talked totally. to Lonnie a million times. Like she really does love you. And I did. I was honestly just fed up and I felt awful, like a true, true asshole. I'm in her room crying. I'm like on my knees. Like It's very dramatic <laughs> at this point. I'm like, I'm so well, sorry. It was just about we, that. It would be yeah. worse if it was about other. Yeah. Yes. She did not talk to me maybe two months oh of God. the three months we had left on the lease. And it was it was so Horrible. hard. It was so tense in the house. And then the last like one random day in the last month of us together, she walked into the kitchen. And I mean, I had done every single thing I could to always avoid her. Leave after she left. Like I would wait till she was done. I could hear her like lock her yeah. door. And then I would leave out. It was hell. And then one day she walked into the kitchen when I'm doing the dishes and I jumped and I was like, <gasps> like, what is this? What is about to happen? And she was like, I don't know how to open this bottle of wine. Will you open uh-huh. it for me? And I was like, Yes. Oh, see, that was her way and of we, trying to. Yeah, that was like our way of like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. rekindling. And it never was the same, but we were able to leave on good terms when she left. Like we were still good. We were friends and we follow each other on Instagram. Oh, so you still no follow bad each luck. other. <laughs> yes. Not too bad. Oh, my Not God. Not at all. I mean, but see, but, you know, but the, the shit show of it is that that moment when you're literally talking shit about yeah, someone and they walk in the room. And there's nothing. You go as white as a ghost, and I am not white. <laughs> I went octaves lower. My face was now. See, in that moment when she caught me, I probably could have gotten my makeup done. At that <laughs> the orange then would've I would have matched all the foundations that she had. That's so yes. funny. So full circle. That's hysterical. Oh it's my good. god. I mean, that kind of shit. It, it that's really the fucking worst. There's there is nothing worse than being in that moment. I feel like what I would have done in that moment would I would have been like, listen. I'm annoyed right now, but I love you, Landry, but this is like bullshit. But I also know how she felt because like when you're in that hungover, anxious state, it's like, it's like 15, 20 times worse. Right. And I think what she realized is that it was like a conversation that me and Dubois had had before. Like we had talked about her as a hygienic roommate before. And she is like, we were picking up, we were where we left off and she kind of had to come to the realization like she's waking up from her hangover. So I totally get it. She's realizing that her friends, her roommates are talking about her in our own home. So like this, this 
environment, this vibe existed that she didn't know about, about her in her home. So now she feels uncomfortable and she doesn't know what to do. And she felt like she needed to defend herself. And like, she's waking up and, and she's like, wait, so y'all have been talking about me. And here I am thinking that shit's cute. Like, I know. Amani, you are so, I could literally, we could just talk to you. For I know. Oh, really hours and hours and hours and hours. And Amani one day is going to be taking over Andy Cohen's role. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> how did they not have you on Watch What Happens Live when they had the fans on the other day? I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously so happy for my girl, Sasha, and the other people sure. too. But really, Sasha, you know, I think that, you know, it's this is the second time they've done it. Hopefully, to do it again. They've already asked the question on Twitter, like, you know, who should we have next? And I got a lot of great people who were like, her. But I mean, listen, I'm one step closer, honey. Today they were shouting out Black content creators. They got their actual housewives of various cities to say our ads, like our tags, and say, you know, thank you to them. And they included me. And let me tell you something. When I tell you my mouth was on the floor and then uh-huh. my body caught up and went down too. I was and I all made together. I'm 75. Yes. And- <laughs> I was all together for Lord, honey. They were like, I said, excuse me. Cause I, I opened my DMS and I just see that Bravo TV attacked me three times. And I was like, that's so exciting. Am I in trouble? Who did I piss off? What did yeah, I say? I never know. I talk so much on the podcast, so much shit. I'm like, I don't know what I said. And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm prepared due to my apology. And uh, there uh, we <laughs> are. I'm like, wait, what is this, honey? And they tagged me and the house are there. And I was like, this is a dream come true. So we're almost there. Oh, there good. So many times. You're on the I road. I yes, love it. I'm, I'm on the radar. And that's what matters. Yes. All right. Well, all you bitches, you can follow me at Anthony Lario, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. Wait, how do I spell my name? L-A-R-I-O-N-Y-L-A-R-I-O. L-A-R-I-O. And Bingo was his name. L-A-R-I-O. And Lario was his name. Monty. Morgan, your turn. Oh, oh my I'd turn. Like to, I want to have a Monty go last so people re- remember. Oh, perfect. That's just, yeah, that's makes sense. Okay, so you can find me at morg underscore Lamada. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me anywhere you, you know, do the social media things at mixing with Monty, M-A-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And subscribe to both. Amani's podcast, yep. Mixing with Mani, and rate five stars. Yeah, and I love not? her. And she's funny and amazing. And she'll make Please. you an amazing cocktail. Yeah, and we'll have a good time. Yes. yes. And and you can subscribe to ours. Yes, because we will um and Wendy we Plum, we're everybody. gonna get and Wendy Plum, we're gonna get you that um thingy. We're still waiting on Louis Vuitton to Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton is coming on them to, to let Wendy. us know about the shit. Because we're going to get customized for our giveaway winner, but they only have so many customizable ones in socks. We're waiting for notification. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming to the shit show, everybody. We love you. Happy Wednesday. And live on. Be happy. Hump, 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 hump like Army Hammer, but don't eat like Army Hammer. But don't eat like Army Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) And don't hump like Army Hammer either, honestly. Make sure it's consensual. Yay. Yeah, make sure it's consensual. consensual humping. Consensual humping. That's what's going to be the title of the episode. Why <laughs> not? That's a shit show. The shit show. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit show. 
our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.